She's a world-renowned dog trainer. Seen enough dogs today, have you? She's the host of It's Me or the Dog. I'm coming to train you. Along with co-host Holly Ferfer. You don't play around with that name, do you? I am a fan of Shreddy Balls. She's Victoria Stilwell, and she's ready to go. This is a lovely way to start the day. You get the busy bee. I need to trim her whiskers. I see some poo here. I feel a little bit better now because I'm the only one who usually feels stupid during the podcast. Now, let's head to the studio and get this Positively Podcast started. Hello. This is my favorite time of year. Why is that? Oh, because it's Christmas. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, isn't it? I love it. Did you um, have a good time shopping? Did you get everything done in a timely oh, matter? Or was it stressful? No. Okay. <laughs> I love this. I. I. It's some somebody I follow, right? And and if you're. If Wait. You, what do you mean follow? Okay. I follow on Facebook, oh. and I also. It, he's called Wine About It. His name is Matt Bal Balis Balas. Balasai? Balasai. Okay. Okay. Balasai. Okay. And he does this series called Wine About It, where he gets drunk, okay, whilst oh he's gosh. talking about things that he doesn't like. And um, he's absolutely brilliant. He's hysterical. And this, his last one was talking about holiday shopping. Oh, my gosh. And he says everything about holiday shopping that you would probably never say. But I want you to watch I'm it. I'm watch it. We're okay, going to put a link up. It. I'm just telling you, it, it is a lot of bad language. So if you're at all offended by bad language, please don't watch it. But you'll get my whole feeling about holiday shopping oh from him. Oh, my God, him. I love it. Okay. okay. That's uh, okay. I love <laughs> it. I love it. I love it. You know, I just um, – holiday shopping, it's fun for me. You know, I make jewelry. Uh, you make and, beautiful jewelry. I always so say nice. you should you should really start <laughs> putting a link up and start selling know, it. No, it's just so much to do. But I used to sell like in some, you know, boutiques and stuff and, and, and salons. But um, – I, I, so everybody for the holidays just wants jewelry. Like nobody wants anything else. So for years, I just haven't been shopping because that's, I mean, when I buy somebody something, they're like, oh, thanks. It's not your jewelry, but so I never get, so sometimes I just walk around the mall just to get the feeling. And then people think I'm some crazy stalker. Like, why is that girl? She doesn't have any packages. She hasn't walked in a store, but I like the feeling and seeing everybody all happy and cheerful. And it is good. I'm so yeah. sorry. I'm moving my mic around and it's, um, it's, it's causing this to get all creaky, but, um, I thought uh, it was you. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, I'm getting creaky too. Uh, everybody gets crazy around the holiday time. But oh, I also, know. do you know what I Stress. do? You know what I realized? Mm-mm. The driving. Oh, 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 oh! Don't even get me started. The drive. You've either got the people that drive so slowly because they've finished right. work and now they're on vacation, so they just they have nothing to do <laughs> except go shopping, just hang out. So they're gonna just drive slowly. Yeah. Or you get the people that are manic. Yeah. Who are stressed and like, I gotta get this done. Terrible. The driving. It just and you know because. We film with cops and stuff, <laughs> and we also film with plain clothes um, cops, so that we're in plain clothes, unmarked cars. I always hope that we are in unmarked. That I'm in. An, I always want to be in an unmarked car, so if somebody cuts me up, I can put on my blue lights <laughs> and stop them. You know what? I'll oh, tell you. Oh gosh, it's this terrible. is my pet peeve, and it's not even just the holidays, but it seems to be amplified. It's like if you're parked in a spot, right? And oftentimes now with big SUVs and trucks or who knows what, you know, weird tight parking spots and you start to back out, it's, you do it slowly. It's very difficult to see, and especially with a lot of people walking through the parking lot, what's coming one way or another. The people, listen, 
please do. This is a public service announcement. If you are driving down an aisle and you see somebody backing out, unless you are bleeding or having a baby, please stop and let them back out. It's really not that important to get to the end of the aisle in the in faster in those 10 seconds. I'm always like, seriously, I'm halfway out and there's not a car around. Someone will come whipping around now and then lay on their horn to get me to stop pulling out. I'm like, Dude, I was pulling out before you even turned down my aisle. And I'm not doing it in a fast fashion because there are people that I cannot see around the other cars. I would prefer not to hit a person or a small child. And it just drives me up a while. It happens year round. But now it's like people are manic. They are manic. They are. Oh, they, my it, God. It is crazy. So, yeah. In answer Maybe to I your should question, do that because, listen, I I'm like done. to drink wine and I like to complain. <laughs> so. You know what? But but please. So what, what, watch wine about it and you'll just you'll you'll get okay, it. OK, I'll probably right. be talking to him like as if he was in my living room. I yeah. have to call him to but feel better. Here's my stress reliever. Yeah, I just well, I, I don't drink at all. I don't drink at all. So I, know, I sort of, you know, totally kind of live vicariously through him anyway. OK, um, it's something delighted me. It just it tickled my fancy. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's something that just happened recently. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know all about pageants, don't you? I do. I judge pageants. You I do. love it. Tell, tell us a little bit about your judging. I love it. Okay. So basically, I've judged many pageants. I don't, why me? There's no telling. <laughs> my grandma goes, do they, do they, do they know you? Have they seen you? But, um, it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of young girls and some who are beautiful and just have it all together. Some who are just hopeful. Some who just want the experience. Some who want to meet. They're always lovely, wonderful girls. They really are. Some of them are brilliant. Some of them are more street smart, shall we say. Um, but they're really, it, it's, it's a really great opportunity to see the next generation and these lovely girls. And Miss Teen, I, I judge Miss USA. So the Miss Teen USA goes from 14 to 18 and then the Miss 19 to 26. And they're lovely people. And then they go on to Miss Universe. And I also help um, get prep the Miss Georgia America, Betty Cantrell, who became Miss America. Uh, we help do interviews with her and prep her for the pageant. So I love it. I love the people. It's a, it's a crazy, beautiful, wonderful, just astonishing world. Okay. How about that? Well, uh, we've just had Miss Universe mm-hmm. and um, Steve Harvey was the MC who I thought did a great job. <laughs> but unfortunately, way, Miss USA placed third, Olivia Jordan, yes, and yeah. that unbelievable. But unfortunately, he announced the wrong winner. That's like everybody's nightmare, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to play you a little bit because this just delights me so much. <laughs> it's, isn't that bad? Okay, no. hold on one second. Here we go. It just announces Miss Columbia, okay, as the winner of Miss Universe. Of the Miss I have Universe. to apologize. Oh, gosh. Listen to the crowd. What? What's going through Miss Columbia's Miss Columbia's head? laughing because she doesn't know what's wrong. She thinks it's for her. The first runner-up <gasps> is Columbia. Yeah. Oh my God. And look at her crowd. face. Her face is just. Well, can you imagine? Like you just. She took the walk. She got the crown. She got the sash. She did. And Miss Philippines like, now is just going. Oh my gosh. Does that mean it's me? And that means. Can you imagine? Now, poor Columbia. Terrible. Is there anything worse? Poor Steve Harvey. I mean. I love Steve Harvey. I'd be He's mortified. Universe 2015 is. Philippines. Could you imagine? What is his agent doing and now? exactly what's on the card. So he's I admitting will take responsibility him. for this. It was my mistake. It was on the card. Horrible mistake, but the right thing, I can show it to you right here. 
just in case oh, people thought, right? Oh, bless his heart. Bless him. He's such a... I love Steve Harvey. I, the, yeah. I mean, it's an honest mistake. He probably got really excited, read it wrong, and they probably got in his ear and said, what? What? It's the wrong person. But here's the thing. Like, poor Miss Columbia. Like, she just did the crown, whatever. I guess she knows what it's like to feel, like, which is to be crowned. And then it's like... In all, like imagine Miss Philippines, like a dream come true. Like we met. What if, what if you didn't win, but then all of a sudden you won? <laughs> Terrible. And so I, I just, did, that just made me made me laugh oh, a lot. They should have made them co-winners. I know. Yeah, I used to watch Miss Universe or Miss World, as they call it, with yeah. my dad. Miss World time is different. Ago. Yeah. Oh, is it Miss World? Okay. Uh-huh. Well, we used to watch, and my father and I used to watch it together. And he, he his favorite part was the swimsuit section. Of course, <laughs> it was the Miss World. Is in they hold it in the UK and it's oh, just, they, they just had it a couple okay. weeks ago. Oh well, that's 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 the one we used to. Apparently, watch I'm into the pageant thing. <laughs> I didn't know this about me until we just started. Holly, I'm really impressed. Well, maybe we should sort of change tact and then the spirit of uh, Christmas. Yes. Um, I, there's another story as well that I saw, which is actually quite a local story to me up in Gwinnett, mm-hmm. and it's this. Uh, he's he's an a hundred. He's a hundred year old volunteer. And his name is Charlie Yeager. He recently celebrated his 100th birthday. Mm-hmm. He continues to support the Georgia SPCA by volunteering during pet adoptions. I love He's it. He's 100 years old. 100 years. First of all, I know. Isn't that wonderful? to live to 100, mm-hmm. bless his heart, as they say here. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, he just got a ticket, apparently, last year for driving 97 miles per hour. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, what's amazing to me, at 99, he still has his driver's license. Because, you know, after Whoa. the age... Well, at least in Florida, like I think after the age of like 85 or 90, you have to get tested every year. Oh, do you? But he sounds like he's with it. Well, he's and there's such a there's a beautiful. We'll put a great picture up of him with him as a lovely uh, Chihuahua puppy. It looks like, but good Aww. on him, Charlie Yeager. Wonderful. Look, shows you're never too old. No, I love that, and the fact that people may go up there to meet him and see him, and then take home a dog. Like yeah. if it's good enough for Charlie, it's definitely good enough right. for us, right? Yeah, hey, speaking of dogs, who's talking? So you did an IBM commercial. If I anyone did. hasn't seen it. You know that new one with Watson? You can watch it on Monday Night Football. Actually, it's on all the that's time huge. now. But it is. Monday Night Football, that's huge. It is. It is. In fact, uh, was it last week or the week before that it, that it kind of opened Monday Night Football? It was within the Whoa. first. Yeah, no, it was, it's really cool. And, Who's uh, the dog in that? It's a cute little beagle. It, it's a cute little beagle, yeah. And uh, it was, yeah, it, we filmed it in New York and um, really fun. cool to be asked to do it because I love the whole, I love those commercials. Um, They're I've very seen, cool. Bob Dylan yeah, did Bob's, one. I've seen the Bob Dylan one. I've seen the one with the little girl, cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, I love them as well. And of course, Watson and They're the whole great. thing, he's the, the, the big brain, yeah. the computer brain. Ken Jennings yeah. did one who actually That's right. played Watson, the Jeopardy, big Jeopardy champ. Yeah. yeah. That is really cool. But um, cool. was it, did you like, was it a good dog? Was he like a beha- dog behave? Was he a, an actor dog? Like what was he? Yeah. All right. So if I All can. Right. Here's uh, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I can't give too much away. Okay. But I have to say, not the best trained dog in the world. Oh, no. No. He didn't pee on your More lap. of a show dog, not not really a trick dog. But oh. sweetie pie. Oh. Sweetie pie. Very cute. And um, yeah, can't say anymore. Okay. Because I was going to say, how did they get him? Like, he's looking at the screen and he's the tat. Like, Thank did you, you very to... much. Thank you. That was you? Thank you very much. Yes. How did you get That's him to look at the me telling the director to make high-pitched noises. Oh. Make a high pitch noise, and as soon as he made a high pitch noise, he's directed right behind the camera. Oh. And I and um and I said, as soon as you make a high high pitch noise, then he's going to turn his head. He's going to go like what? So we we did that. Oh yeah. my god! See, of course, that was smart that they got you. You should have gotten directing credit for that too. There you go. Um, and you know, because you're the expert and the genius, I have to tell you a story. Which, because it's holiday times, it's kind of a funny story ish. But thank goodness it ends well. But uh, also, would love to get your 
advice on this for everybody, just, you know, holiday times, and there's a ton of people around, you know, kids are, you know, in and out, and there's candy and cookies and sweets, and everyone has dinner, and, you know, it's just chaotic time of year, and it's probably the best time of the year for animals, especially dogs who are sneaky, who go, oh, look, a little kid left that piece of chocolate on the table or dropped that cookie or, you know, that type of thing. And the reason why I say this is because my best friend from home <laughs> was telling me the story about her husband um, at the time had to lose a lot of weight. And he kept saying, I'm working on I'm working on I'm going to the gym and all this stuff. And around the holidays, she has this really pretty crystal bowl that she would put stuff in. And she put those really nice looking candies, the Hershey Kisses that are the, the red and the green and the silver tinseled ones. And she would come home every day. It was on the front thing. And she'd say, hmm, I thought I filled those up yesterday and they'd be gone or there'd be like two left. And then she kept saying, oh, she kept saying to her husband, really? He said he's losing weight (laughs) and he's eating bowls of candy. So she would refill it. And then he would say, oh, you know, I don't know. I shouldn't have a cookie. I'm trying to lose weight. And she's thinking to herself, you ate a whole another third bowl of candy this morning. Every single day I'm filling up the candy until one day her youngest daughter was outside and came in and said, mommy, mommy, Jordan is an angel. And Jordan's the name of their big chocolate lab. And she goes, what do you mean, Gia? What do you mean he's an angel? He's an angel. His poop is glittery. (gasps) So the dog had been eating the Hershey Kisses and was pooping out the tinsel, like the tin, you know, the the stuff. Thank goodness it was milk, the foil, right? And thank goodness it was milk chocolate. But she said he went through like two big bags of it over like a week. Because every day she would fill it up and she kept thinking it was her husband who was eating it. And and he would be complaining he's not losing weight. And she's thinking, are you serious? You're eating gobs of candy and you can't lose weight. But it was the dog. (gasps) Now, luckily... It must have been over a period of time where it must have been not that many pieces of candy, but it can be really dangerous. It's a funny story, but what is your, I mean, as far as advice goes, A, what is the most dangerous for dogs? Because I know it's, you know, chocolate is, if it's pure chocolate. Yeah, it's got this chemical called theobromine, which um, causes all kinds of, it can cause anemia and heart issues Mm. um, and heart attacks, racing heartbeat. uh, Yeah, high blood pressure in, in dogs. I don't know if it's the same with cats, but... Oh, yeah, it can be fatal. Wow. And so you ha- just uh, my advice is you just keep them out of the way. Okay. Just don't don't put bowls of candy out there. I mean, they look pretty, mm-hmm. but make sure your dog can't get to them. That's the best way. You can't train to, to, yeah. to be able to train a dog to not <laughs> eat when you're not there. I mean, that's that's really hard. So just don't don't and put I, temptation in its way. And I guess it would be the same for like kids and gas. Like don't feed the dog because you might think, oh, I have a chocolate chip cookie or whatever. You drop something on the floor. The dog gets it. There's chocolate in there. And it could be other things too. I know like tomatoes aren't good for them. Acidy things too. Yeah, it's funny because uh, I went to the veterinarian the other day to get some um, more medication for my dog. She has um thyroid issues she's old now she's nearly 14 and uh and they said oh yeah the day after thanksgiving is known as pancreatitis friday (gasps) because so many people feed their dogs turkey um or rich food that lots of dogs get pancreatitis and so the same thing happens at Christmas mm-hmm. because, again, a lot of rich food and people are there and feeding the dog. Right. Give it, yeah. Of course, give your dog a little bit of meat, a little bit of turkey, a few vegetables. Green beans. But just, yeah. just be really careful about that fat content. Well, I'll tell you that um, 
I'm so used to like if I'm cooking and I drop something on the floor like a vegetable, you know, something like if it's, you know, green beans or whatever that, that I know because I actually in my kitchen have a list of foods that are dangerous to dogs. So I know what if I drop something, I have to pick it up. But generally, if it's something healthy, I leave it and the dog gets it right. And I go home to see my parents. They don't have dogs. and I'll drop something on the floor and they'll both just stand there and look at me like, did we raise you in a barn? <laughs> like, are you not going to clean up after yourself? And I have to remember, oh, yeah, there's no dog to come along and clean that floor afterwards. So. You know, but good to know. And, you know, now every time, though, I see I, I see a chocolate lab, I think, look, there's an angel. It poops. <laughs> it poops so glitter. Cute. I know. cute. And thank goodness the dog's OK. Yeah. Anyway, but since I know you've got such great advice, here we go. This is a great way to get into our Ask Victoria because a lot of people have questions, especially this time of year. So should we jump in? Let's do it. Hey, you got something on your mind? Are you a wizard or genius? How do they make a miniature? I mean, is there some way, some process they... They physically miniaturize the dog, or is it a puppy, or what, what the devil is going on? That's a really good question. I've got my work cut out for me here. Next time you want to know something, can you repeat the yes. question? Why don't you ask Victoria? She's the expert with this kind of stuff, you know. Uh, you obviously don't dog. know my dog. Just ask Victoria. Dogs delight in learning, and Zooks provides the energy they need to fuel every training session. For 20 years, Zooks has created natural treats that energize and entice your dogs with wholesome, antioxidant-rich ingredients. Zooks are as nutritious as they are delicious. Learn more at zooks.com. All right, let's jump in with Holly from Michigan, and it's not me, I swear. Um, holiday time, you know, we're all in the kitchen a lot. We're making cookies. We're having people over, making big holiday meals, and she's got a problem. Vic, Holly says, my two-year-old Shai Chai Shai, so I guess it's a Chihuahua Shih Tzu. Maybe, yes. Mm -hmm. It's terrified when, I, when we do any cooking. The smoke alarm went off a couple of times, and since she's just terrified, I don't mean to laugh, but... I don't know what they're cooking. Is there anything besides eat fast food all the time? Oh my LOL. Gosh. My first reaction was take a cooking class, but that's not going to help right. the dog. That's the first time I've ever had that. I have to say that. So that's <laughs> unique. Yeah. So you sure you never fed your poor dog some of your food? Is yeah. that the reason why your dog's like, ah, oh God, no. <laughs> don't make me eat that. I no, that, that's her husband. Wow. So the fire alarm obviously was the trigger, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That smoke alarm. It's loud. Smoke it's scary. Alarm. And if you do see smoke and people panic and you start waving stuff to get rid mm. of the smoke. Yeah, you all panic as well. And the sound of that is so loud. So I could sort of see how the dog maybe now is a little frightened Yeah. whenever they cook something. I wonder, is it the same when they're just preparing food? Do you so think if when it's just like, literally just preparing food without actually cooking it? Well, it says when we do any cooking. So I wonder if it's just anything in the kitchen that is mm. going to, it probably makes sense. It's anything mm. in the kitchen. It's going to sort of trigger that memory of the, okay. because well, the other thing too, is when things start to smoke, one of the things I've done it before, you take a pillow or you take towels and you start waving in the air to clear mm. the smoke. And that could look scary too. So mm. anything in the kitchen with a towel might be, or, you know, uh, I don't want to encourage people as they're cooking to drop little tasty morsels of food <laughs> as they're doing it. But that would be one way, wouldn't it? Well, you don't want to create a dog that begs. So I think what they could do now is um, once one person starts to cook, the other person starts to feed the mm. most delicious treat. Just a tiny bit. Obviously, mm -hmm. you don't want to overdo it. But each time, and, and that's only fed to the dog. So let's say a tiny bit of juicy steak or a bit of chicken or something like that. And that's only fed to the dog when they're cooking. So each time now they start to cook, somebody sits down on the floor with the other one mm -hmm. and um, gives them 
few nice treats, lots of praise, just hang out, um, play a bit of soft music maybe. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not kidding. Canine Noise Phobia Series, try my calming CD, which calms the dog's central nervous system down and calms the dog, um, relieves stress candles, and anxiety. No, lights. I'm not no, kidding. kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Yeah. Just make it a calm, relaxing, fun, lovely, pleasant affair. And do that a couple of times and see how that goes. I feel like your dog will come around. Especially when they get tasty morsels when you're in the kitchen. Yeah, right. Exactly. Nice. Okay. Um, this one is the opposite problem. This is Rachel from Missouri, and she says, My four-month-old golden retriever was doing a very good job about ringing the bell to let us know she needed to go to the bathroom. But she's been going in the house a little. Is it because she's teething, which is what the trainer said? Any suggestions would be appreciated. First of all, it's amazing that she rings the bell. I can't even get my husband to flush the toilet. <laughs> ah, that doesn't surprise. Why doesn't that surprise me? About my husband or the yes. dog ringing the bell? No, no, about oh, your husband. Bless his heart, you know. <laughs> uh, He's okay. the honey badger. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, okay. I, I don't like dogs ringing bells. You don't? No, I really don't like it. Why? Because so many times... The dog will just keep ringing the bell because it just wants to go out. Doesn't necessarily mm. need to pee, but I've had that happen. Um, or, <laughs> it's, or it's something. I don't know. I I really feel like it's up to you. I think sometimes the dog can tell you just by coming up to you and saying it needs to go. Mm -hmm. my, Jasmine does that to yeah, me. Yeah, my dogs do that. Um, they come and breathe heavy, or they just stare. Right, they stare at you, and 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 you you observe your dog and you get to know your dog. But I also feel like you have to give your dog plenty of opportunities to go outside anyway and don't rely on your yeah. dog to be the one to tell you all the time mm -hmm. so um i just don't like the bell thing maybe i she needs to get her dog back onto a puppy still as it is if, if it's teething mm -hmm. onto a schedule mm -hmm. i think it's still quite young to be ringing the bell and to putting all of that um pressure and reliance on that dog to be able to say hey now i need to go out so it definitely could be because of teething, definitely. Mm -hmm. But I do think it takes quite a while for a habit to be built. So go back to sort of, I'd say, house training 101. And give them more of a, like take them out a lot more. Take them out a lot more every hour, every couple of hours. Look for times when the dog's more likely to pee, such as after waking from a nap or having eaten or rough play or something like that when... Dogs might to like to eliminate more or um, are more likely, sorry, I should say. I think that that will help your problem. If she takes the bell away, how do you do that? How do you take the bell away? Um... I mean, we've done that all the time. We just take the bell away and the dog still goes to the door. But then just it just doesn't yeah. ring the bell and then it just looks at you. So you transition it very quickly. Okay. Doesn't mean to say no. don't use a bell. So I think actually a lot of people use it quite successfully. Mm -hmm. I just personally don't like it. Because the dog, it's true, my dog would be ringing the bell constantly. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, I get that one. Okay, uh, this is from Ute, Ute, U-T-E, Ute in Worcestershire Park, UK. Worcester Park. Worcester Park. Here we go, that's another Worcester. one of those words, isn't Worcester. it? Worcester. It's Worcester. Got a, well, where's the R? Yeah, yeah, there isn't. You don't and pronounce it. Worcester. Worcester. Yeah, that's missing an R. Um, hi, Victoria. Two weeks ago, we picked up Teddy, a 10-month-old Jack Russell Maltese mix from a charity. Teddy is lovely to people, but has two problems. He cannot be alone, is always behind us. 
We try every day to leave him for minutes, giving him treats, a Kong, but he does not pay attention to that. Instead, he panics, he whines, and destroys. He's also very aggressive to any dog, male or female, we encounter outside. The pre-owner had apparently a female dog. We do not know how the relationship between these two dogs was. It's kind of obvious. It is certain that Teddy was not socialized at all. We cannot send him to training classes because of this behavior. Please help. There are two big problems here. And I let me tell you, the aggressive thing, I we talked about this. I've struggled with that as well with one of How my dogs. How old is the dog again? Um, it, ten month old, Jack Russell ten Maltese. Old. Yeah. So it's not a long habit of negative behavior, but it's enough to have built up what I call a ritual of behavior that... If he's not been socialized, you know how important socialization yes. is. And for a puppy, really, about four months old, that socialization window closes. So if you don't socialize that pup to lots of good things or give it pleasant experiences and different situations, then you can have a dog that builds up certain fears mm-hmm. to certain things. And that's what's obviously happened here. The fact that you can't take your dog to class, well, there are, depending on where you live, where does she live again? Worcester. Worcester or Worcester. Uh, There are plenty of dog, there are plenty of trainers in Worcester. And in fact, one of my VSPDT trainers lives pretty close to there. And if she takes, she either has a trainer come into the house to work with the dog by by themselves, or there are things called reactive dog classes, which actually mm. can be, depending on how good they are, they, or should be positive, uh, depending on how good they are, they can actually teach dogs pretty quickly how to tolerate and greet and maybe have a few dog friends. I need that. Yeah, do you? Yeah, yeah with Barnsley. Yeah, you do. So uh, that's what that's what I'd advise because... Whether you have training at home or whether you go to a class, you're still going to have to have dogs. So if you're training at home, you're still going to have to have people, friends, bring their dogs along so that you can work with their dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and and maybe start with small dogs first or a medium-sized, very calm dog. So, and I think it's basically just teaching your dog to get over the fear. But obviously this dog's got some anxiety issues mm-hmm. because it doesn't like to be left alone. And I wonder what the relationship with the female was like has this dog been used to having another dog in the home why was it given up i bet you it was given up because of this reactivity issue mm. so you've taken on a liability mm-hmm. it's always not lost because you can work with it yeah. you can work with it very well but i think it's going to be a road where you definitely need to get a trainer in to help you and she can find that trainer on your website, positively.com slash, slash trainers. trainers. Yes. And so you can find the one near you. And yeah, yeah it is important. I know because my dog, I mean, he is very reactive and he's 80, almost 80 pounds. He's a big dog. He's hard to walk, but I can walk him. It just takes a lot of work. Um, and he does have another dog in the house, Cashmere. So we have two. So you know that they will get along with other dogs, but it's just sort of you got to get it now. Ten months old seems like maybe there's hope. Unlike my dog is like almost nine. Yeah, no, there's definitely hope. There's definitely hope. But uh, it's still something you've got to have professional help on. Okay. Um, This is from Amanda in Kentucky. And Amanda says, Hi, Victoria. I have two beautiful boys. My 10-year-old GSD mix, Scamp. It sounds like German. German Shepherd. 
uh-huh. something mix, mm-hmm. and my four-year-old ris- rescue pity mix, uh, Tyson. We live in the rural area of Kentucky with few neighbors and lots of forest area, but there's a problem. We're moving to a large city in late 2016, and my dogs have only ever known life in the country. Scamp has anxiety in very new noisy situations. Tyson is people aggressive. Absolutely no socialization during puppyhood. While also anxious in new situations, I've been working with Tyson on becoming more comfortable with new people, and has made he has made leaps and bounds since I adopted him October of 2012. But I see this as a very difficult challenge for me and him since it will be in an urban setting in an apartment community with a lot more people. Oh, dear goodness. I've already planned on purchasing your City Sounds noise phobia CD and a muzzle for him. But what other steps should I take to make the transition nearly painless? Uh, First of all, Amanda, kudos to you for A, seeing this coming, you know, anticipating and B, like doing everything you can to help. Like what a great dog mom. It, they call it suburban dog syndrome, and even though she's living in the country, it's still that whole idea of bringing a dog that's not been used to the city, a very busy environment, into a busy environment, and all the issues that can happen there. There's just less space. There's more noise. There's more different environmental stimuli that can really cause anxiety, and so... Yeah, I really applaud her for get the city sounds ASAP, get the calming CD ASAP, because then you can really start working on habituating, I should say, Mm -hmm. to certain sounds. But it is, so you're going to an actual apartment complex. I mean, that's a very, very big change. I wonder if if these dogs have been allowed to kind of run around. Do they have Mm -hmm. an enclosed backyard where they they are now? Or um, were they just allowed to run around? So... They're probably going to be on leash a lot more. So I would start now walking them on a leash a lot, mm-hmm. getting them, just taking them out for walks on leash so they get used to it. And then when you get to the apartment, plenty of walks, mm-hmm. plenty of um, just encouragement. And maybe it's going. Uh, it's a question of you're going to have to walk one dog at a time for, uh, mm-hmm. for a little while whilst they get used to it. Or maybe both dogs, if they don't react from each other, maybe it both dogs walking other. together, yeah, would would be it's kind familiar. of a, a sort of protection for each other. Mm-hmm. So it, only you know. So you observe and gauge your dog's behavior as to what will be the best thing for your dogs. But you, you're you're on the right track. You're on the right path. But just know there might it's going to be a transition for you too. It's going to be a transition for your dog. What about um, the one that's people aggressive? Is that something well, that she should get a trainer? Because that can be dangerous in a big city, especially when you're walking. There's crowded streets. I mean, she you can't says avoid she's it. working on it. I, I do think uh, I'm all for if you cannot trust your dog, uh, or if you think that your dog could hurt somebody. The muzzle. Then the, I'm all for. Mm-hmm. Set, dogs can learn to like muzzles yeah. and can and you put peanut butter on the end of the muzzle and you just leave the muzzle out there and you find the dog keeps putting the nose in the muddle to muzzle to lick the peanut butter and then after a while you put it on the dog and so it becomes a pleasant experience and becomes something the dog just wears mm-hmm. gives you peace of mind gives the dog peace of mind now if your dog is panting and stressed out and hates the muzzle being on and pours its face to get the muzzle off then you know that that's not that's not a good thing. But if you really work hard on habituating the dog to the muzzle beforehand, that shouldn't be an issue. So that just gives you added extra protection when you're in a busy environment. And if she has a balcony, um, just saying, you know, if other people go through this too, like a balcony, is it something, because, you know, you think about there's a lot of stimulation in a city. Do you allow them to, do, do, do you 
gradually show them or let them look out the window or what? I mean, they're probably I used think, to seeing. No, I think that, I think you should straight away let them look out the window, and see, and so that they can see that and just um but i would play really calming nice music in your apartment mm -hmm. from time to time not all the time because then they get old but mm -hmm. um from time to time so it's a sort of a nice atmosphere and bring their, all their obviously all their beds and things that they that smell of their previous home to their new home and um i think that might help that transition go a bit more smooth awesome all right i think we have time for one more let's get one more in here and this is from louise in nottingham did I say that right? Yes, Nottingham. you did. That's Robin Hood. Hey, hey. Is that Robin yes, Hood? Yes, it is. Sherwood Forest. Uh -huh. Nottingham. That's mm -hmm. probably why I knew that. Otherwise, <laughs> I would have said from Nottingham. <laughs> um, dear Victoria, I'm a little concerned about my friend's feeding of her new puppy Springer Spaniel. She bought him from a breeder who has had cages down the garden and gave her no pedigree. Oh, dear. She loves his puppy and is doing all she can for him, but she's new to this and feeding him nothing but dry biscuits. What? She's weighing them out and said, giving him less than says, the bowl is half full when I go around. And she takes that away and puts another bowl of the same. The puppy is four months old. We've always had spaniels and never fed them this food. We gave them more variety, but they never turned down food. They live to 16. I'm concerned he's not getting enough nutrition and is bored of it. His stools are really dry and light colored. Have you any advice as we really value your advice? Thank you very much. This is a friend of hers. Mm -hmm. Oh, dear. So biscuits, so like dry biscuits, does it, that mean like, is that a food or is that like treats? I, I don't know. Well, I mean, biscuits means in England um, cookies. Mm -hmm. So it, yeah, it would be dog biscuits. That's that's how I would read it, not but kibble. No nutrition. Biscuits, yeah, which which if that's the case, that's really not nutritious. And, um, you know, there are some dry foods out there that are fabulous, but mm -hmm. I always feel like if you're going to feed your dog a dry food, that you, you do need to put some, make it a bit more interesting with some vegetables or some added meat on it. I do that all the time, um, some nice meaty stuff on there. And also I I do feel like um, it, it's better digested. The dogs enjoy it more. Just eating dry kibble all the time is not great. Make sure you have plenty of water there if you are feeding your dog a dry food. How do you broach? This is where we need Paula. Food. You see, this is where we yeah. need Paula because how do you broach the subject with a friend? How how do you say? You don't don't go in the defensive. Don't say, "Hey, you're feeding your dog all wrong." Mm -hmm. But but say, "Hey, um, this is probably what I would do." I would say, "Oh, hey, by the way, I was just reading something about spaniels, and apparently a really great diet to feed is X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Is this and that means that not only is your dog getting good nutrition, apparently that's really good. It's going to cut down your medical expenses. Mm. Ah, if you get them in the pocketbook, then people yeah. go, oh, okay. Right. It's going to make your dog live longer. Oh, okay, great. Approach it like that. Don't yeah, criticize. Don't criticize. Right. I've learned. I've learned the hard way. You, you, you criticize somebody mm -hmm. or you tell them they're doing something wrong they're just going to become defensive right? and they're not going to change. They're going to go, well, you know, you're, you're being unpleasant and I'm not going to change for you. But if you approach it in a different way, say, Hey, I, I just was reading something. Not like I think you should do this. I was just reading something and it said this. Oh, and by the way, Springers can, Oh, Spaniels can suffer from such and such and such, which mm -hmm. can be, can be because of a poor diet. There you go. And they need a certain, oh, these, oh, you know, did you know that they need certain minerals and vi vitamins or vitamins, we say in England? Do, what about, what about feeding your dog this? 
Because there are Approach some good, like, like I do, you know, you say that I feed my dogs only dry. I mean, I put a little water in it and, you know, just mush up the lip. But I, they get, like, really good brands that are tasty, and they seem fine. I mean, you know, when I go, hey, you guys want to eat, boom. Like, I'm like, how did you get down here so fast? When I say come in the house, you don't hear me. See, it isn't the, the, the dry food really didn't come about until the 1950s. Hmm. And there was a surplus of corn in this country, so where should it go? Well, it went uh, into dog food, and that's how dry food came about. Yeah. Now, a lot of dry foods now are fabulous. They don't have corn. They don't have artificial right. fillers. They're, they're very, very nutritious, very complete meals. But I really do think that dogs, though, sometimes, I think they need to have a little bit of variety. It's boring to eat the same food all the time. And that's why I will add a few. Every single meal, actually, that I feed my dogs, they sometimes get meat. They sometimes get green beans. They sometimes get broccoli. They sometimes, every meal is different for them. See, and that, I guess I could do that. I've done that. Barnes at Cashmere will eat anything. Bless her heart. She's a pit mix and she's just like food. I mean, if it's not attached to her, she'll put it in her <laughs> mouth. But with Barnes, he's a very picky eater. Mm. And we have him on a really expensive, tasty food. And he gets into these moods sometimes where he doesn't want to eat. It's just like, I'm not hungry, which is beyond me because I'm like cashmere. It's like Jack's, what is it? Jack Sprat could eat no yeah, fat. Yeah, wife could eat. That's me and Sean. And so, but the thing is, like, sometimes if I need to get them to eat fast, like we're having people over or I've got to leave because I don't want to leave the food down because I don't want to fisticuffs when I'm not around, I'll put something in there like pieces of meat or whatever. But the problem I have is then the next meal, he's like, where's my stuff? Right, Like, he exactly. won't eat it. So you've perpet- So then Sean's like, just give it to him and eventually he'll get hungry, if, you know, so I feel like some ways I'm creating a monster, but maybe I should just be continually... Well, also, no, you know... <laughs> If you got a picky eater, I could see how that could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm saying if, if if something works for you, do it, because he will eventually eat. Yeah, he the does. only thing I'd say about Barnsley as well, because Barnsley tends to be a bit of a resource guarder over his food, yeah. the higher value the food that's in there, the worse the resource yes. guarding is going to get. So oh, for point. your point, for, for in your case, I don't think it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. But I think in this in this person's the other person's case, I think it's I think she could she could try it. Yeah, and just like you do it positively and all that stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. Good to know. And I just have to say, I'm very excited. It's the holidays. Um, and I, I didn't want to tell you this because I've been enjoying it so much, but you have you have glitter on your face. And it's do been I know? So I know. I know. I do <laughs> were, because were I've decorating? been to, I've been decorating. I've been wrapping gifts. I've been I've been doing all kinds of things. So yes, I do have glitter on my I face. Tell you, I, I also have anything, a little but... girl. I have an 11 year old, <laughs> and it's all about glitter right now. So yeah. <laughs> so I didn't want to say anything because every time I looked, she would sparkles, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to leave it because it's so pretty to look at you I'm with just the glitter. Naturally sparkly and now i could say instead of look you know our dog is an angel he's pooping glitter i could be like look victoria's <laughs> an angel she's covered in glitter but not poop it's good well we had this this was great yes oh I'm merry christmas everybody i hope you have a wonderful day tomorrow um and uh yeah we've uh, for, from mm-hmm. all of us here at positively we hope. will see you. I think I think we've got one more before the new year, haven't we? I think so. I think we should do one before the new year. Yes. Or We're looking at our producer to... and she's like, I don't know, but um, we'll just see what we'll just see where where life takes us. That's right. Maybe Santa will give you another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Happy holidays. Thanks for tuning in to Victoria Stillwell's Positively Podcast. For more information, visit positively.com. Get connected on Facebook and YouTube as Victoria Stillwell or follow her on Twitter at Victoria S. Be sure to tune in next time as Victoria helps to change dogs' lives positively. Positively.